Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hello, you beautiful souls. Today, I'm coming to you straight from my closet because it turns out my apartment is right next to an airport and the airport did not get the memo that I'm recording podcast episodes and I need them to hold off on flying any planes during those recording hours. So that means that I noticed there's some airplane noise in the background of the previous episodes. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a distraction for you. And now I have found the quietest place in the house. This for me has actually been a really valuable lesson on perfectionism, which is the topic that I want to discuss today. Because for most of us who struggle with our relationship with food and eating and our body, the struggle is that we're not perfect and we are striving so hard to be better. I realized for myself in releasing this podcast that I was trying to make every single aspect of it perfect before I released it. And because I know that I'm a recovering perfectionist, I know how important it is to take action even when things aren't perfect, which is why I decided I'm going to release the podcast as it is. And I get to work on improving it and improving the audio quality as I go. But what matters most is that I'm just taking action towards my heart's desires, that I'm allowing this thing that wants to be birthed through me to come through, even if it doesn't look perfect or sound perfect. Now, the key word that I kept noticing my brain giving me was the word better. This could be better. The audio could be better. The graphics could be better. How I explained something could have been better. And so this word better, it dawned on me, is actually a really sneaky word that we use so frequently without realizing the energetics of it and the undertone of it. So I wanna invite you to think about all the times in your own life on a daily basis, you think something could be better, that you could be better. You could be eating better. You could be making better food choices. I hear this all the time with clients. It could have been better. I asked them how their week was or their weekend. It could have been better. I could have made better food choices. I could have eaten better. We tend to always view the things that aren't good enough that we believe could be better. And that's what we put our energy on, finding the flaws, finding what isn't good enough. Of course, we always view our our bodies as something that needs to be better, that it needs to be thinner or fitter, that we need to fit in our clothes better. We need to look better in photos. And so this word better, it dawned on me, shows up 
all the time. And we don't challenge it because the word better alone, if you look it up in the dictionary, we wouldn't say that that's a negative word, right? You don't associate the word better with uh, something that's mean or being critical. But the reality is it's actually sort of a positive spin on criticism. Essentially, the word better holds the frequency of not good enough. And this belief that you are not good enough is one of the most foundational subconscious beliefs that is often running the show as you become an adult. It is influencing every thought you are thinking. It's influencing how you feel about yourself and it's influencing the actions you take or don't take because we tend to act in alignment to our self-image. So if your core self-image is I am not good enough as I am, then what stems from that is that everything you evaluate, everything you think, everything you say, every action you you take, you evaluate through the lens of this could be better because I'm not good enough. So inherently everything I do is not good enough. So this was sort of the the thread of not good enoughness that I was starting to notice showing up for myself simply in recording and releasing this podcast. And I started to really think about all the ways it shows up so sneakily within my own life and within the lives of my clients and within your life. So just the other day, I noticed I had this thought, I could be a better friend. And immediately I pause because when I had that thought, and I want you to notice how that feels in your body, if you were to have the thought, I could be a better friend. It doesn't feel good to think. There's an energy of constriction. There's an energy of almost shame that emerges that coincides with that thought. The reality is when I stopped to challenge that thought, the reality is it's not true, right? When I really asked myself, well, if I could be a better friend, does that mean I'm not a good friend? The answer was no. I know I'm a good friend. So what was it that was making me decide that I needed to quote unquote, be a better friend? And the reality is I didn't need to be better, but I was wanting to put more energy into my friendships. It was important to me to really work on cultivating deep, intimate connection with the humans who I value. I wanted to work on strengthening relationship. Does that mean how I'm showing up in relationship is not good enough or that I'm not a good enough friend? Absolutely not. But when I said I could be a better friend, that's the energy that that statement carried. That is the implicit meaning behind using the word better. It's not good enough. And so my solution was to instead state my intention because really what that word meant for me was that I intended to put heartfelt energy and time into intentionally connecting with humans who I care about. I wanted to really be present with them. I wanted to spend more joyful, playful time with them. I wanted to make sure I was connecting with them on a consistent basis because those aligned with my values and my heart's intention and desire. 
I use this example because I want to now apply it to you and how you may be speaking about yourself and your eating habits. So think about how you talk about your eating. Do you say, I could have eaten better. I could have made better food choices. And I want you to notice how it feels when you think that. Does that make you feel good about yourself? Or does that create an energy of judgment, shame, and not enoughness? I'm guessing it's the latter, but you can decide for yourself. And then I want you to think about how that actually impacts the choices you make when you think I could do better, I could be eating better. Does that actually support you in eating better according to what your, your mind believes better looks like? Or does the shame and sort of the sense of failure that you experience as a result of believing I could have eaten better, does that actually cause you to eat worse? Which way does it go for you? Does it actually encourage you and motivate you to be better? Or does it have the opposite effect? And what is it that you truly mean when you say, I could have eaten better? What is it that you're truly saying? Does it mean that the food choices you made were bad? Depends how you define good and bad, healthy and unhealthy. So for many of us, when we struggle with perfectionism, we have in our mind very strongly defined beliefs around what the ideal standard is, around what perfect look like, looks like, around what perfect eating is. For myself, my rules were extremely rigid and I had very clear beliefs around what perfect eating looked like. I, at the time, at my most extreme, right, some of my food rules were I could eat nuts. Nuts are quote unquote healthy. Nuts are good as long as they are raw, soaked, and sprouted just pretty specific and pretty hard to find. So I would walk in a supermarket and if there was trail mix, I wouldn't buy it because I didn't know if this was raw sprouted and soaked. And so if I ate nuts that were dry roasted with salt in my mind, I concluded that was a bad food choice and I could have made a better choice. So what is better eating is really subjective. It's completely created in your mind according to the food rules that you have agreed to, that you have decided define what the ideal eating looks like, right? And for you, that may be fat is bad. So good food choices are food choices that I don't eat any fat. Bad food choices are when I eat ice cream and I have fried foods because they're loaded in fat, right? Maybe your food rules include carbohydrates and sugar, fast food, gluten, you know, we have these sort of problem food categories that have gotten a really bad rap in our culture. And so there tends to be a lot of charge around some of these categories of foods. And it's likely that you evaluate your eating according to the, the type of food that you choose to eat, according to the rules that you've established in your mind that are good or bad, healthy or unhealthy. I'm not here to argue with you about what whether or not those rules are accurate or true. That's not the point of today's episode. What I want to encourage you to look at though is the impact that using the word better and evaluating your food choices is actually having on the choices that you continue to make. 
When I, in the past, used to think, oh, I could have eaten better, I would feel so frustrated with myself because I thought I blew it. I thought I messed up. And so then I would rationalize, what the heck? I might as well just go continue to eat all these bad foods because I've already messed up. It's already not good enough. Yeah? So for you to start to change, talking about your eating habits as I could have done better. I could have done better. I could have done better. Those are words I want you to, from this moment forward, remove from your vocabulary, remove from your mind. You will no longer allow those words to pass your lips because they reinforce the belief system that you are not enough and that your actions support this belief that you're not good enough, that you're failing no matter what you do, no matter what you try. And that is simply not true. It's simply not true. The words you speak, the thoughts you think, either reinforce self-image beliefs that are untrue, or they start to help you shape a new belief about yourself and about your capabilities and about your worthiness. So you're removing the word better from now on. And if you're not going to say, I could have eaten better, here's what I want you to start to do instead. The same way, instead of saying, I could have been a better friend, I instead said, here's my intention of the type of friend I, I choose to be moving forward. Here's my intention of how I want to show up in my friendships in a way that's really going to feel good to me, that's going to add a value to my own life, that's going to fill my heart with a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction and happiness, and that's going to allow me to experience what I desire, which is closeness and connection with friends. So. The replacement, the alternative to saying I could have eaten better is going to be you setting your intention of how you intend to choose to eat, to choose to nourish yourself moving forward. So let's say you say I could have done better because you binged a few times this week. You had intense food cravings. You went and got the foods. You couldn't control yourself. You ate beyond comfortably full and you've judged that as not eating well, and you've decided I could have done better. But what really, what is it really that you desire? So moving forward, your intention may be, these are just a few ideas or suggestions, and you can of course add your own, but the intention could be, I intend to honor my hunger cues more. I really wanna put energy into being more mindful when I sit down to eat because it feels really good when I honor my body and I respect my hunger cues and I stop when I'm satisfied. I'm really noticing when I eat past full, it, it doesn't feel good. And I tend to be really hard on myself and I like to feel good. I really want to take better care of myself. Even right there, I said the word better. Scratch that out. I really want to take loving care of myself. I want to make choices that align with what truly feels good to me. And I'm not judging or condemning myself for making choices that didn't lead to the outcome, that didn't lead me to feel the way I truly desire to feel. But that's okay because I get to learn from these moments without criticizing myself or judging myself or making myself wrong or bad for those choices. That is also not an indication that I am not good enough. I refuse from this moment forward to believe or reinforce that I am not good enough simply because of how I choose to eat or how much I eat or what I eat. That's ridiculous. 
It's not that I need to do better. It's simply that I'm setting the intention, my intention of how I want to approach eating moving forward. That gets to be the reframe, the switch in attitude that you get to make if you find that you tend to reinforce in this belief system around I can be better always and in all things, right? So I want you to write down for yourself your own little statement of intention. Anytime you catch yourself, catch yourself saying I could have been better, ugh, we're no longer saying that you set your intention. I could have done better with my morning routine. No, I just want to recommit to my intention to get up at 7 a.m. so that I have time to meditate and go for a walk because I'm noticing I really feel good when I prioritize that time for myself. It feels so good to start the day with ease and flow rather than feeling rushed and running behind, right? I, at the end of the day, I'm just simply setting the intention to be mindful to go to bed at nine o'clock. I'm gonna be really mindful to turn off the TV an hour before I wanna go to sleep because I'm noticing this pattern of staying up late and then I'm really tired. And when I'm tired, I'm noticing I'm more vulnerable to make food choices that don't actually feel good because I'm trying to get energy. And that's okay, it makes sense why I'm doing that. I'm just gonna recommit to my intention to try and go to bed by nine because that really feels good. I feel so much better when I get a full night's sleep, right? So can you start to get the feel of the difference and can you feel energetically in your body and being the difference between I'm recommitting to this intention because it feels good and I could have done better. I could have done better. A low frequency drops all the way down into your gut, anchoring you in shame and not enoughness. Hey, I care about myself. I value feeling good. And this is my intention. I'm committing to moving forward. I'm going to be more mindful and pay attention to X, Y, and Z. How does that feel? It feels great. It feels uplifting. It feels encouraging. It, it has an energy of, I am capable of making changes in my life that I desire. I'm not stuck in not enoughness. So have fun playing with that. Let me know how that goes for you. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send me a message because I want to really make sure that you have clarity on how to use these simple mindset shifts that in essence shift your energetics because energy is everything. And so the better you feel typically energetically, the better choices you make, the, the more high vibe your thinking is if we're going to use sort of the, the pop culture language, right? But thoughts are frequency. And so that's why we're, we're working on being so specific and intentional with the words that you speak, starting with removing better. Who knew that the word better carried so much charge, but it actually can make a significant change when you start to shift your language. Thanks for tuning in to the Empowered Eating and Living podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future ones. And if you loved it, then please leave a five-star review so that we can share the love with others who may benefit from listening too.